Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, gerbils and ferrets, cats and dogs, rabbits, and I don't know if you've got a weird lizard, go fuck yourself. It's the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon, reporting live from Thailand. That's in Asia, not in Montecito, California. So don't be fooled, Leslie. You're a fucking idiot. Here's the deal. We are doing the most, not the least. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We're going to get back to our regularly scheduled program. I'm going to get back to the absolutely not line. So keep sending in your voicemails. I will be back in the studio in LA next week. But for the meantime, I'm recording live from Asia, doing the most, not the least. I am so excited to bring in my guest host for the second week in a row, my travel partner, Chris Kettner. We'll bring him in in two seconds. Just a memo real quick. If you listened last week, you know that we were doing the Biggest Loser Asia edition. I am shredding for the wedding and I don't even want to hear it. Don't a single fucking person send me a message. Body positivity, we're always positive. But when you sit down in a pair of old navy jeans and they literally split from grundle to fupa, it's time to lock it up. We weighed in last week. I was at 206. My buddy Chris is about to come into the studio and tell me what he's weighing in at. And I'll tell you right now, it's not looking good for either of us. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the second edition of our Asia trip. It's the biggest loser Asia featuring my buddy, Tony award-winning producer, Christopher Kett. Hair, hair, hair. Okay, here's a deal. Heavyweight champ, here I am. It's not great. I just got on the scale. Yeah, I weighed in. I don't even think I told people my weight last week. I'm not going to tell people my weight. I will. I weigh 212. Wow. You are a star and you're a (laughs) martyr. However, I'm not going to tell people my weight. I am just going to let you know that here we are seven days later from the last podcast and I am 4.8 pounds heavier. No, I'm fully at 212. Wow. Let me tell you, as a woman, it's very taboo to say your weight. I don't give a shit. And people always go, Heather, you you look great. You look great. My legs are so toned, no matter what my weight change, Mm -hmm. no matter where I on the scale I am, my legs are so rock I think you just hide it all in your fupa and no one sees it (laughs) except Jeffrey. There's one person on planet earth who gets to see where you hold your weight. Can I tell you where I really hold it? It's my back fat. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you covered up good. I covered up good. Yeah. You got the Spanx. You got a tight swimsuit on. Y'all literally right now, I wish you could see us. We are sitting in our gorgeous hotel room. Both of us in drenched swimsuits. Heather's yeah. wearing her one piece 
cheetah uh-huh. print. Round. I'm wearing swim trunks that are soaked to the bone. Also, Chris, and I got these for Jeff for Christmas. Just shout out. They are not a sponsor of the podcast, but shout out to Chubby's. If anybody yeah, has a relation brand. at Chubby's, we would love a sponsorship. Jeffrey Daniels, Chris yeah. Kettner, Poster Boys for, for Chubby's. Chubby's. If you're a guy wow. who's got, like Jeff has a bigger waist, but he has amazing legs. That's why I know our kids Same. are going to have stems. We might have to get plastic surgery from like the waist up. But Jeff looks so good in Chubby's. You love Chubby's, Chris. You have great legs. Yeah. If you just like a shorty short and you like to feel great, but they come in all different shapes Absolutely. and sizes. And it's everything. It's yeah. shorts, which where I'm obviously wearing the swim trunks right now, but I also got a really great button-up shirt from there when we mm-hmm. were in Jacksonville, Florida. I love the brand. I love We're here clothes. for it. Yeah. So anybody has a relationship to Chubbies, reach out to us. Here's the deal. We've traveled all over. So last time we talked to you, we have to recap Vietnam. We oh have to gosh. recap Chiang Mai. If y'all listen to this, obviously I'm talking a lot about Asia and I, and I want to always bring you real time in the moment podcasting. Plenty of people record this shit eight weeks in advance, but I want y'all to know what's happening because you will follow along live on Instagram. But let me tell you something. We met the coolest girls, the greatest people in Vietnam. I just feel like my eyes have really been opened to seeing the world, to seeing Asia. I came in here totally in a judgmental kind of cunty mindset. And I feel like I've really been exposed to such cool culture. Side note, Like I said, if anybody's listening to this, especially women, I want you to know that the world is attainable. It is out there for you. It's a safe place if you're smart about it. And I want you to be able to go see it. Absolutely. Let's talk about Vietnam. Let's recap a little bit. So what happened? So the last time we came to you, we had just arrived in Vietnam. Yes. And then we set off on literally 72 hours, three days of sheer adventure. So the on first, a motorbike. Yes. On the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. The first day we got there, it was so overwhelming. It was a long day of travel, but it was also very overwhelming in the sense that there's, when you're driving in a cab through the city and you see all the motorbikes, I got a little panicky and I don't get panicky as in like, I don't feel safe. It was just like a lot of stimulation. Right, right. So that night we went out with our friends and Tammy, her real name's Tom. Yeah. But she said she just says Tammy because nobody it's can pronounce it. easier for Western people. And we went on this thing. It's called Saigon Street Eat. Shout out yeah. to them. And yeah. they took us out on motorbikes. Every single person. What's so crazy, you guys, total sidebar. I think what's amazing about the power of my friend Heather, we were checking into our flight from Siem Reap, Cambodia yeah. to Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. And Heather gets recognized by some people who are clearly traveling. Which is wild. Yeah, they help us with our visa issue. I was planning the travel and totally fucked up the visa issue. And they helped us out. And then we met them at the gate and just befriended them. And then went on this crazy, cool, fun adventure where we all individually rode on motorbikes to get street food. And I was so nervous. When I say like being on a motorbike in the middle of Ho Chi Minh City, which is Saigon, it's just renaming of the city, but you can call it really either. It is so overwhelming. When I say there are no lanes, there are no rules, you would be at an eight point crosswalk where people are literally coming from the east, north, west, southwest, right, northeast. Left, up, down. And there's no lights. You People just go. It's just like the right away. I had to close my eyes and clench my asshole so tight for the first 35 minutes of this food tour. Took us a while to get into it, for sure. And then after I had two, like, Singa beer. No, no. What were the beers in? Tiger. We drank Tiger, Tiger which yeah. is actually a Singaporean beer, but yeah. yeah. We, after about six Tiger beers, my we asshole- were thriving on a motorbike. Lo- yeah, it was loose. I was uh, relaxing. I opened vibing. my eyes, and I had the time of my 
life. Yeah, it's so, so fun. Let me recap real quick. So we go on this amazing food tour. If you ever go to Vietnam, you have to do it and you have to call our friends and I'll, I'll link it on Instagram. And then the next day I get to go get my nails done at a real Vietnamese shop. I'm talking, I go with my girl, Tammy, and I go with my girl, Ann. They pick me up on the motorbikes. At this point, I'm like, I'm a fucking pro. I get nails done, chrome. It says Gucci on two nails. Like I am vibing. And Chris, I meet him for pho and he's like, Heather, you are literally a Vietnamese like socialite. I yeah, said, bitch, totally. did you think I wasn't going to? Crazy Rich Asians is our life. It is our life. Right. It has been for the last week. The nails are good. They're still good. You guys, mm-hmm. here we are seven days later. I'm looking at the nails. They still good. They still good. But what would you say was your overall takeaway from Vietnam? Because I felt like I had a real reflective moment in Vietnam. Well, I think we as Americans have a stigma in our minds about what Vietnam means, right? Oh, for sure. And being there and seeing some of the same sites, if you've ever watched a documentary, if you've ever watched a news clip about Vietnam, and then you see the same sites and you're skeeting by on a motorbike, and then you go and eat like beautiful garlic and butter snails and then you have a sandwich and then you meet these glorious wonderful smiley incredible people my takeaway was just like obviously it's a country who has had immense incredible horrific history right but now they're thriving and they're happy they're not bogged down by the bullshit of what happened decades ago and they're just thriving as a culture and as a society and the people who are our age in their young 30s, maybe late 20s. Trying to be entrepreneurs. Trying to be entrepreneurs. And it's really incredible and exciting. And the people we were lucky enough to meet, I was just like, you know what? They inspired me, I think, to... Fully inspired yeah. me. But I did have that aha moment, that like little pause button, where I realized when I asked, so these two girls, Anne and Tammy, they're so adorable. They're both 20. They have their own food yeah, blog. Yeah. They have an incredible Instagram. I, I can't was just believe like, they were that young. I, I couldn't either. They, so they were, we're so educated and so smart. We're 34 and 33, 32. And I thought they were our age, but they're an entire decade younger than us. But the girls were so like social media savvy and smart and educated and well-spoken. And I literally looked at the girl that I had been riding on the back of her motorbike was Anne. And I said, Anne, yeah. can you come to the States? Like, can you work for me? Like I would literally let these girls run my social media empire. I'm like, right, everything right. about them was tender, smart, funny, witty. Yeah. And, and their English was fantastic. Creative, right. But then I had that moment where Anne looked at me and she goes, Heather, I can't travel to the United States. And I had such a fucking dumb blonde moment where I was like, of course you can't. Right. Well, it was a why. Why? And I was like, what do you mean you can't? She's like, Heather, we live in Vietnam. We can't come to the United States. Well, with the visa through other Southeast Asian countries. Yeah, through the other countries that border them. So what they can do, Indonesia, Malaysia, Thailand. Thailand, Cambodia, Myanmar, Laos. That's it. Yeah. And I had that moment where I looked at Chris when I said, like, come to America, these girls, their eyes lit up in a sense of like, that's never even something we've uttered. Like that, that's never been a possibility. And I'm just like, yeah, girl, fucking come on tour with me. Let's have some fun. Yeah, right. Because they were such amazing, genuine humans. And I had that moment where I was like, Chris, I feel like such a fucking asshole absolutely not to the fact that I just casually dropped this, but now I'm like, all right, I'm determined to figure out how I can get these girls. Whether it's an internship, whether it's whatever I can do. They would come on your tour and and sell merch like there was no tomorrow. (laughs) Right? And take us on a food tour and everything. And take us on a food tour. They would be like, oh, you're in Scottsdale, Arizona. Let me tell you about these spots. Yeah. Right. 
But it was also just, I felt so richly blessed and privileged in that moment where I guess I just didn't realize. You know, there's obviously places as Americans we're not allowed to go, but for the most part, it's few and far between. We have, the world is truly our oyster. We have literally a passport to the world if we want it. And and the thought that they can't even leave Southeast Asia, like Juan, who was one of our tour guides, I was like, where do you want to go most in the world? He said, Italy. And I'm like, yes. Italy's my fucking jam. It's your favorite place. He told us about all the hoops that he would have to jump through yeah. to get a tourist visa just to travel to Italy, right? These specific folks, my new friends, Juan, Ann, and Tammy, listen, I don't know if somebody works for the State Department. I will put up whatever money I have to get my new friends to come on the next leg of the farewell tour. If not, the next tour we're going to do after that. I I need these folks who are so incredibly just fun and honestly, way better at social media than anybody I've ever met in my life. And just brilliant Brilliant. at all things. If somebody in the State Department can figure out a way that I can do a loophole where they can be my intern for three months, six months, whatever, please somebody call me. Can you create Heather University and sponsor them through like a... uh, Like a Trump University? Like an exchange (laughs) program, right. Yes, yes. But where I... Heather University, uh absolutely. And you sponsor them with, uh, with an exchange student program. Yeah, and they come on the road and they learn like business about... Tour life. Selling t-shirts. Yeah. Right. No, they were great. We were so lucky to meet them. And I feel like in everything that we do, we're so blessed, but there's a divine hand leading us, both of us together and individually to great people and great experiences. And this group of people that we were lucky enough to meet in Vietnam were just, we're so blessed to know them. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it's been a really eye-opening experience. And again, a takeaway that I want people to know is Asia seems far. Yeah, the flight's far, but once you get here, it's all within reach. It's so all accessible. Great. And there's every creature comfort that you would want. Yeah. If you're used to staying at a W hotel, which we are currently sitting in, the W Koh Samui, Thailand, if you're used to staying in a Holiday Inn, if you're whatever the case may be, that place is here and has mm-hmm. all the comforts of making you feel comfortable in a foreign land. But also with the service where you are actually oh, king. the king or queen you're of wherever you're from. Of room 103. That's where we currently are. We are the king and queen of room 103. I just really feel, I mean, I've worked in the hospitality industry forever. Chris and I, you know, y'all know our backstory. We met working in restaurants and fine dining in New York. And it's just, we have been held in our jobs and even in entertainment to a level of hospitality to a standard that I thought, I'm like, there are days where I'm like, I just can't fucking do it. Yeah, right. And to see the insane hospitality that you get in Asia, I'm like, absolutely not to go on a fucking Key West and having a bitch named Michelle who's got an attitude serving me fucking pina coladas. Yeah. So I want to drop a little bit of knowledge here. Please do. This may be an out of date fact, but when I was doing research years ago, I found out that only one third of Americans have a passport. I believe that. And of that one third of Americans who have a passport, they only use it to go to Canada and Mexico, our bordering countries. So that's a fraction of a fraction of a percent of people who actually utilize a passport if they have one to truly go see the world. And the world is out there for us to go and enjoy and truly, I think, be enriched to go out there and see the world. 
I have said an absolute yes to my job. Like, listen, people ask me all the time, like, oh, Heather, what's your comedy like? Are you politically correct? I say, no, I'm not. That's not like a stigma that I want around it. But it's like my job as a comedian, as a fellow human being is to go out into the world, observe things, acknowledge things and bring them back, kind of dissect it all and find a base level with my humor for us all to be able to relate to. To find a common ground. Exactly. And to take the things that make us awkward and uncomfortable and have that moment and twist it in a way that everyone goes, oh, I can relate to that and I understand it. That is my physical manifestation of my job as a comedian is to make things relatable, right? Absolutely, totally. So for me, it's been so eye-opening being in Asia when you realize like a Chinese lady fights with her grandmother just as much as I did with my grandmother for themselves. And we have seen it. We have seen it. Yeah, and everybody goes through TSA Uh at the Thailand airport and- They're sweating. Sweating and pissed (laughs) off because of XYZ, just like we are in fucking Daytona, you know? It has been wild though, because we're here during the Chinese New Year. You lived in China for what, a year? the better part of a year in 2008 when the Olympics were in Beijing. Yeah. What were you doing again? Remind the audience. I was on the international tour of the Sound of Music musical tour playing Rolf in Ooh, the Sound of Music. Very well. And we toured all over <laughs> mainland China, like to 15 different cities in mainland China for, for 10 months. Yeah. Hey, side note, speaking of mainland China, absolutely not to you little fuckers sending me messages every three seconds. Do you have coronavirus? Hey, guys, side note, (laughs) trying not to, if I did, would I lose weight? Okay. I hope so. Hope, hope so. so. Yeah. And listen, I just want to preface this. I am not talking about, oh, I want to lose weight because I don't want any these fucking crazy ass like extremists, your body shaming, none of that shit. Again, like I said, I know when I sit down in my old Navy jeans and they rip, I know I got to yeah. lock it up. Raise your hand if you just want your jeans to, to be comfortable better. That's all I want. And Heather and I, <laughs> if y'all have been watching us both on Instagram, we've been on a flight about Not if every other day, but every two or three days. Yeah. We put on a pair of jeans or even a pair of shorts. And I'm like, why is my skin so tight? That's the best way to to explain it, though. Chris looked at me the other day and goes, Heather, my fucking skin is tight. My skin is tight. It's like when you're hungover and you're really swollen and you just almost like your skin, you can feel the stretch marks coming, but it's just itchy because you just want to crawl under your own skin. That's the way we felt. Side note, shout out to Bangkok Airways, a great great boutique oh, airline. I love that airline. But I will tell you this right now. As a woman who's a size 12, 14, whatever, tall girl, great, you know. How tall are you? 5'11", 5'10"? No, I'm 5'9 and a half. Okay. I'm 5'11". I feel like you outscore me, but no, you're shorter than me. I say 5'9 and a half. I'm probably 5'10". Here's your thing. We've talked about yeah. it, actually. Now I'm remembering. You just have longer legs. I have crazy so long legs. you sit down in an airplane seat. Yeah. In an Asian Airlines coach seat. Uh-huh. Your legs, the way they hit, obviously hit different than mine because my height might be made up of more torso. So my actual hip to kneecap ratio is so fucking long. (laughs) Even in a Delta Comfort Somebody do a case study on Heather's (laughs) kneecap to hip ratio, please. But that's my longest part of my body. I mean, look at it right now. It's fucking, I mean, this is the great wall of China. When we've sat down on some of these flights, I've been like, you know what? My knees don't quite hit the front of me, but like my head is sticking up taller beyond the seat. Whereas your knees are touching my throat, the, the throat your <laughs> collarbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we sat down on Bangkok Airways. I'm not even shitting y'all. You know, quote unquote, normal sized woman in the US. I could not 
almost barely, literally, I clipped that seatbelt with a square inch of my life. I held my breath and I looked at Chris and Chris, you were like, I can't, I can barely fucking yeah, clip this either. And it. you know, on Bangkok Airways, they're not fucking giving you extenders. No, it's not like United. They're not like, we don't have a bunch of fucking people from Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. No hate, no shade to Wisconsin. Everybody but. in Wisconsin needs cheats curds yeah. and is bloated, but it's fine. And we eat the same thing. And that's why we identify. Yeah. It's been really wildly eye-opening. Hey, absolutely not, Chris. I'm going to let you take the reins. I want you to explain the situation on Thai Airways. Oh, Bangkok two days. Airways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Bangkok Airways was great. It was Thai Silk. Oh, Thai. Thai. Okay, okay, okay. So we're flying from Ho Chi Minh City, connecting in Bangkok, Bangkok to Chiang Mai. And we get on our second leg of the flight and we get an exit row seat. And both of us are like, Glory to God, we get extra leg room, but my seat is on the aisle and the entertainment system console thing is in the middle of the seat and is taking up at least four inches out of the width of the seat, right? Now, not in the middle. Let me clarify. It's not actually in the middle, like between our two seats. It's actually on the in. So imagine the inside right arm of his seat. Right. I want you to imagine it's a brick. That's the yeah, best way to describe it's a brick. it. It's a brick that's built into the seat. And it's got the remote control for like you change to a movie, you change to a game, whatever. It took out four inches of width on the seat. It was devastating. Chris sat I down. We heard a, a crunch. Scene. <laughs> yeah, there was a crunch. <laughs> I sat down. It crunched. There was plastic and metal crunching. And I got up and caused probably the biggest scene that those flight attendants have ever seen. Now, I know Chris very well. He can be a diva when he needs to. And my constant phrase to him is, Chris, it's not worth it. Settle worth down. It. Calm down. Settle down. But when he sat down in the seat. Now, so I want you to imagine you're sitting in a regular seat and there's just a brick on one side of your you seat. you have to adjust your leg fat, your thick thighs to get around the brick. Yeah. So at this point, Chris is causing scene. So he goes up to the front of the airplane. They're like, we'll put you in a different seat. So I'm like, all right, I'm fine. I'm barely about to fall asleep. And then Chris comes storming back. <laughs> He's like, oh, somebody took that seat. So then in the I'm- midst of all of that, I've changed seats four times. So at this point I say, listen, I'm going to actually sit in the seat, but in order for me to actually sit flat in the seat, I have to adjust my hips. So I want you to imagine I'm now sitting on my right tailbone, <laughs> popped up. My left knee is to my throat yeah. and I my legs are crossed in a pretzel, wetzel, pretzel <laughs> twist where I basically am sitting at an angle. I mean, I'm sitting on yeah. my right hip flexor. You were, you were. And Chris is like, this is unacceptable. I go, shut the fuck up. I was up. so pissed. We have 45 minutes to Chiang Mai. It was definitely a 45 minute flight, but I acted like it was across Transcon. Like I was so mad. But you know what I noticed? When the fucking in-flight meal came, you were happy as a clam. Well, died every bit of that <laughs> sodium filled pad thai in a tin can. Yeah. You took one for the team. Thank you, dog. No, I it's appreciate fine. it. You took one for the team. We switched seats and... But it was really cute to watch the Thai flight attendant who basically came and she goes, oh, I know that the seat's small. And I said, no, 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 no. This is not a small seat. It was physically... I mean, my ass to seat ratio was, I would say, six inches. I hope that the person who designed that specific seat is in prison. Because that is (laughs) a crime against humanity. The fucking terrible. So listen, when y'all are bitching about your spirit airways or whatever, I want you to know that Thai Mm -hmm. airways Uh literally gave me two and a half inches for my pussy. This is how Rain Man I am. It's Mm -hmm. seat 48J on an A330 on Thai airways. Look out for that seat. Don't sit in that seat. Go fuck yourself if you get 
put in that seat. It's the worst. Also, side note, I mean, I always pick the emergency row if I'm not sitting, you know, in first because I somebody else is paying for it. Yeah, right. Did you notice that when we were sitting in those seats? Okay, so my hip is cocked over to the left. Yeah. And then the woman is walking us through the emergency exit procedure. Now, yeah. usually, I, I mean, any other flight I've been in the emergency exit, like, hey, read the pamphlet. Can I, we get an, yeah. a, a verbal yes? Do you feel comfortable? assisting and yeah. whatever. Entire ways they were like, so this is how the door pops open. Yeah. You need to look out. She was like, if you look out the window and you see fire. See flames. <laughs> yeah, she said this whole thing. She was like, step one. Yeah. Look outside the window. If you're going to go into a diabetic coma, <laughs> you cannot sit here. Step two. <laughs> if you look outside and you see flames, don't open this door. Step cetera, three. Yeah. Then you take the latch, you push it up, count to 10, then the parachute will pop out and you slide down the slide. <laughs> and then she goes, hold this handlebar so you don't get sucked out. She did say that. She did say that. I was she like, said, what the fuck? This is wild. That's right. She said, when you open the emergency hold door, handlebar. hold this handlebar so that you don't get sucked out. And at that point I said, well, I'm stuck in this fucking seat. I'm literally- No one's getting sucked out, ma'am. No one's getting sucked out. <laughs> My asshole- We're wedged in. <laughs> suction to this seat. Yeah. Being in Asia on this trip, I've seen a lot of great fake bags, but you know what? Nothing compares to that real, real. Why buy something fake when you can buy the real deal at a discounted rate? I'm talking about the real, real, which is the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more. Get this, 90% off retail. Listen, you can shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear. And I'll tell you, you want to talk about streetwear, good streetwear, and the fact that everybody has everything designer, come to Asia. You'd be blown away at the fact that people are dripping in Chanel. Get that real, real. All you got to do is go to realreal.com. That's right. You can shop in-store, online, or download the app to get 20% off. Select items with promo code REAL. R-E-A-L. That's the realreal.com promo code real for 20% off select items. Plain and simple, I have truly realized that if I'm going to get a bag, I got to get the real deal. And I'm going to go on the realreal.com and get something that I know has been meticulously checked out. There's no point in buying some of the bootleg baby when you can get the real real. Again, that's realreal.com and just type in promo code real for 20% off select items. Now back to the podcast. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. Okay, so also on that flight, when we departed from Ho Chi Minh Airport, we bought a lifetime supply of face masks. Right. And so I think we have heard a lot of mixed reviews as to what the face masks do, right? Yeah. And so I wore a face mask on that flight. I made fun of you, first of all, and then I wore one. But then what people told us was it actually just keeps all of the bacteria that you have personally inside. It doesn't necessarily protect you from any outside bacteria, virus, whatever. That was a little and bit it's alarming. it's a total mental thing yeah. and cultural thing for Asians just to be like, we're wearing these, but it doesn't do anything. But I will tell you this. If you land in any Asian airport, yeah. you will be 
actually shooketh that you will be the only person there who doesn't have a face Not wearing mask on. A mask. Yeah. And then you think to yourself, I'm the only one that's going to get the bird flu. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it is very alarming. You just kind of take a second, you go, oh, oh shit, this is just normal day to day. Everywhere you go to, even the flight attendants on the flight have the on the air masks. all had them. And this is not just at a, like a high alert because of the coronavirus. This is just day to day. It's cultural. You know how when you're at a random USA airport, Charlotte, Atlanta, whatever, and you see the one person out of 10,000 yep. who has the face mask on and you're like, oh shit, what's wrong with them? Here, you're the one person without it and everyone's like, oh shit, what's wrong with them? Right? But somehow you'll get a sweet... Taiwanese lady who will just cough right into your mouth and you yeah, go, you sure will. God damn it. I should or have had the mask. Loogie right on your shoe and you're like, oh, damn it. It's been really just a cool cultural exchange yeah, to travel. Been, so what's been your favorite thing? So we've been here now over a week, 10, 11, 12 days. Yeah. What's been your most cultural awakening or your favorite thing? Whatever. My favorite thing that we did was the first night of the food tours in Saigon. I remember Snails. having a, a, just a moment of sheer jubilation, sheer joy. I'm on the back of the scooter for the first hour. I couldn't even open my eyes. And then just feeling literally the wind in my hair yeah, and, and having this funny, charismatic young girl driving this motorbike. Yeah. We're having such a funny, like giggly conversation. You're on the motorbike next to me. We met new friends. I just had this very aha moment, almost outer body where I thought, absolutely fucking yes to experiencing something on the other side of the yeah, world. Yeah, you're truly living. Truly and living. You're truly living and yeah. immersing yourself and allowing yourself to experience how people live on the opposite side of the planet. Right. Which is way beyond our comfort zone, right? Right. I had that too. Like I was a little scared at first, but after the first restaurant stop, after three or four beers, you're like, we got this. I was just like balls to the wall. Let's dive into this. And not unlike, I don't know if this is a, too far of a flash forward, but not unlike our elephant experience. Yeah. Where we spent the first hour with our arms folded, scared. Yeah. Not in our element. And it took us a while to get comfortable. Now, let me break this down. I'm going to give you a little backstory. So we're in Chiang Mai. Chiang Mai is a northern city. It's about an hour flight from Bangkok. Really cool old city. Beautiful on the river. You're in the mountains. It's truly stunning. I said, if I could do it again, I would do a full week in Chiang Mai. Yeah, yeah. So we started doing all this research on the elephant sanctuaries. And I got to be honest with you, this is real talk, like grade A, no bullshit. We, with the help of our hotel, with the help of other people, picked this one elephant sanctuary. When we arrived there, I still had a weird feeling. Yeah, you were like, what is this? Where are we? Well, I had a weird feeling. I said, I still think that there's something a little unethical about what's happening. Real talk, they just dropped us off on the side of the fucking road. Yeah, so a little bit of context. This company picked us up at 6.45 a.m. from our hotel drove us two and a half hours into the wilderness. It, wasn't, it was an hour. Okay. It <laughs> felt like all yeah. morning long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a minivan and they dumped us. Then all of a sudden they pull over on a dirt road in the middle of the wilderness. And there was and just say, elephants. Chris, they literally said, Chris and Heather, get out. And everyone else stayed in the van. There were like six other people from different hotels. And they just said, Chris, Heather, get out. Right? Yeah. And we were just on this hillside on a dirt road. And in the background were like eight elephants. And that was it. 
And we were like, there was what no the like, hi, welcome to Camp Elephant. We're excited <laughs> to tell you about their names, what yes. we do, who we've rehabilitated, right. who came from the circus, rules just, and regulations. Here's an orientation. Nothing. Nothing. And I'm not a rule follower at all, but I just needed somebody to go. A little bit of context. You're in the right place. Yes. We're not going to put you behind this bush and execute you. <laughs> yeah, bash your head in. Right. So we're hanging out. Other people show up and I just was very timid at first. Yeah. And there's no hate, no shade to this elephant sanctuary, but it was, yeah. there was only like three elephant sanctuaries you're supposed to go to. There's right. the elephant sanctuary. First of all, there are like a hundred. Yes. Hundreds. Yeah. And a lot of them, they exploit the animals. They treat the animals poorly. Right. You never really know when you leave what happens to the animals, but there are probably maybe three out of a hundred where you know for a fact they are humane and they're doing yeah. the right thing. So we went to Patara, uh -huh. which then on the hindsight of it, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. We had a wonderful experience. I thought it was very ethical. But then at the end of the day, you then read online that there's only one place in Chiang Mai. They're like, no, there's actually only one only place one. that's yeah. perfectly ethical. And you're like, motherfucker. Right. You can never do anything right. You can never do anything right. So anyway, we're on this dirt road. And it's the whole thing about when I was younger, I used to, my motto was always cannonball, right? Right. Cannonball into a pool, into the ocean, or really into a situation. But now I think as I get older, it's harder for me to cannonball and completely immerse into a situation. So just like the scooters in Ho Chi Minh, it took us a while to get acclimated. Right. Just like the elephants in Chiang Mai, it took us a while to get acclimated. But once we allowed ourselves the permission to do that, and we just completely gave over to the experience, we had the time of our lives. We were giggling so hard. Yeah. But let me tell you, so they paired us up with this baby elephant. And oh, hold on. Yes, yes, yes. They paired us up with the baby yes. and the mama. Yes. So when I'm telling you, I looked a mama elephant and her eyes, and she looked at me and she said, Go with God. You can play with my baby. Yeah, but I literally yeah. told Chris, I go, I'm not fucking touching the baby till the mama looks no, at me blink twice. To get permission. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else got paired with an elephant who was just like a single elephant. They're chilling it's, like a villain. Yeah. They good, good, good. It we was got like, the family. Yeah. We got the mama and the baby. And I was like, okay, if I'm brushing the baby and Heather's chilling with the mama and the mama gets disgruntled, yeah. we're all going to die. Literally she will whip that trunk around yeah. and snap my neck. Yeah, we'll all be out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Absolutely fucking not to these two girls from Wisconsin. God bless oh, them. Oh, gosh. Now, let me tell you something. I want to just oh, absolutely okay. not to a quote unquote woke Asia culture. Okay. Yeah, woke. We've been giggling, living our best life, but you can spot these fucking Americans a mile away mile all away. over Asia. They buy the MC Hammer pants in the market yeah. that have got the elephant the, print on them. They're the Thai fisherman's pants. Yes. That have the elephant print or the palm trees. They've got their Tevas on that they bought at fucking REI yep. somewhere in like, uh -huh. you know, Chattanooga. Yeah. They're so woke. So these two girls wouldn't shut the fuck up on the way. And they're like, where are you guys from? Is your first time in Asia? And I'm like, no, Chris been to Asia, but this is our first time in Chiang Mai, blah, blah, blah. And we get to the elephant farm. These girls are fucking hotboxing all of our photo opportunities. Everybody, yeah, yeah. They thought they owned the place. They were like, we went to an elephant sanctuary 16 years ago, so we know what to do. And they just like, oh gosh, yeah. Being woke, thinking that you're too woke. It's fucking- I don't even know how to put it into words. I don't either. I was so annoyed the entire time by them. They had their tie pants on. Yeah. They're fucking Abercrombie and shit. They thought oh. that they were in a full immersion situation and that they were basically tie. And, Don't you think? And oh, I was just like, without a doubt. Up. 
get out of here. You don't know shit about me. You don't know shit about shit. But the best was they had been studying abroad for two weeks. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> they were like, we're on week two of our program. From and Wisconsin University. Yeah, University of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. We were like, oh, shut up. But the best was like, I feel like I was 100% that person when I studied abroad in Italy. By week two, I was just saying like, grazie with my hands. Gelato. Gelato. I show you the best place. The panino. Like I just acted like that asshole when really in reality, I was just making out with hot Croatian dudes that I thought were Italian in a nightclub with no teeth. Heather, it's just because we're old and disgruntled. They were 22 (laughs) and we were the old assholes that were like, you don't know me, shut up. Yeah, but okay, that other sweet family that was from New York, they were kind of like- Rhinebeck, Rhinebeck, New York. Rhinebeck, New York. Yeah, But that other sweet couple who's, they were visiting their son. He was teaching in Saigon in Vietnam. They were even like, oh my God, can these fucking girls from Wisconsin get out of the photo op? Yeah, they were like, listen- we were trying to take a picture with our elephant, but those girls were in the background. They were in every fucking background. They were in every... They were touching if my you baby. See, if you yeah. see me in Heather's pictures, there are these two girls that are in the back of every in elephant picture pants. that we have. In their tie pants, legit in their tivas, that their mom took them to REI. With like a faux turban. It was a lot of Middle Eastern turban mm-hmm. wear. Yeah. Where I'm like, this isn't Thai. You have your tie pants on, but why do you have a fucking Your puka shell necklace is yeah. not authentic. Get out of here. Did I just chip my tooth on the mic? No, you're okay. Are no. you sure? Yeah, it's okay. Oh my God, I think I just chipped my tooth on the mic. You're fine. Lick, your, lick your tooth. See if it feels different. Oh, a chunk just came off. Does it feel different? Uh-huh. Okay. Whoopsie. Yeah. Da- that, Whoopsie you know what that was? That was God. karma. Yeah. God, God goes, don't like ugly. Mm-mm. That's why you got a chipped tooth. God just said, you know what? You're being a little bitch. And those girls were trying to okay, have l- a cultural let's moment. Let's flip to the positive. Okay. How many times... Did we go to the night markets in Chiang Mai and eat a spring roll and pad thai? 67 times. Not enough is the answer. Yeah. And we spent 50 cents. Big moment. If I can give you any tip, when you come to Asia, first things first, get as many massages as you can. But it's specifically Thailand. Yeah. The massage culture was not the same in Vietnam or Cambodia. But Thailand, those of you who have been here, you know, the massage culture is everything. You know, as we have Starbucks in the United States. Yep. There's literally a massage spot on every fucking corner. And when I say there's seven dollars, the first day we did a full time massage. Two hours, yeah. Two hours. Two hours, seven dollars. For the amount of money, if you just get on a flight to Thailand and you have like one sciatic nerve flare up, you'll leave here thimble as anything. If you're like me and you ever walk around the streets of New York City and you're like, why does every fabulous woman look so great and dewy and her skin is glowing and she just looks like she's living her best life? Well, honestly, I've gotten to the point where I have no shame anymore and I'll just straight up go up to another woman and be like, girl, what you been doing? What's your regimen? Well, here's the deal. A lot of ladies have been using Glossier. You've seen their ads. You've seen their really cool marketing on Instagram, but honestly, some of their products will blow your mind. One thing that I'm obsessed with is actually their new Milky Jelly Cleanser. It's like a luxurious creamy gel formula that makes washing your face truly an elevated experience. Rub it on and it literally takes away all the oil and the makeup. It just smoothly comes off and I feel like I've got that good baby skin yet again. Here's the deal. The Milky Jelly Cleanser from Glossier is one of their top selling products. People are obsessed with it. And it came out in like 2015 and then everybody was like, oh my God, this is literally a game changer. The thing that I like about it is I feel like a lot of stuff can strip away 
all the good essential oils from your skin. But this is a pH balance formula that has a blend of five skin conditioners. It's dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, non-irritating, cruelty, and paraben free. You need to be looking in your face products. If it isn't paraben free, you're basically putting chemicals on your face. It's tough on impurities, but gentle on your eyes. And if you're like me and you have eyelash extensions, this is a go-to. All you got to do to get that glowy, dewy skin for yourself is by visiting glossier.com backslash podcast backslash absolutely. Learn more and take the quiz to find your ultimate Glossier skincare routine. Plus, all new customers get 10% off their very first order on glossier.com backslash podcast backslash absolutely. That's glossier, G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com slash podcast slash absolutely. Now, back to the Absolutely Not podcast. Okay, here we are right now. We are in Koh Samoy at the W Hotel. Oh, tell there me what we did it today. is a massage stand on the beach Yep, where these people will change your life. I was screaming. I was howling today. <laughs> howling. And I, I'm bruised. Am I a little bit bruised? You um, are. Yeah, I'm bruised. I'm like a Wetzel's pretzel. You could fold my legs in half, pop them over the back of my neck, <laughs> and then wrap me, just douse me, brush me in butter, Yeah. put a little cinnamon sugar, and then serve Ooh. me in the Sherman Oaks Galleria Mall. With an icing dipping sauce. Ooh, Ooh delicious. Yeah. Also, shout out to the restaurant in Cosamoy Prego. We- oh, Prego. We needed a little reprieve yeah. from Asian food. We did. Yeah. We did some research. Thank God Chris read the fucking in-flight magazine. Chatting it up with her seat partner. And of course, I was reading the in-flight magazine and found this incredible Italian restaurant. This guy who came here on vacation from Italy and just stayed and opened a restaurant on Cosamoy. Can I be honest with you? When we got on that flight leaving from Chiang Mai, which is northern Thailand, to come down to the island coast of Moy, there was so much weird fucking energy. Tension. Tension. People were fighting. There was an Israeli couple behind us that were literally fighting with a Thai guy sitting next to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people next to me were fucking yelling. There was so much tension. And there were like three screaming children. And I had this kind of a little like anxious moment where I said, Chris is like rolling his eyes. We're giggling. And I said, I've got to talk to the people next to me. And I'm never that person like trying to have a conversation. I talked to this lovely couple. They're from New York. They worked in the consulate. They used to live in Pakistan. They lived in Somalia. Somalia, State Department. Yeah. Nigeria. So I had this great conversation with this guy named Gary. He's telling me everything. They're going to Koh Samoy for the 67th time. They live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So cool. I just needed to have that human interaction to feel like that the evil energy that was on that flight of all the negativity. Yeah. I needed to feel human again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that fucked up? No, that flight. And even when we got off the plane and got to baggage claim, it was cutthroat. Yeah. It was a weird energy. And Heather and I kept being like, we're going to the islands, man. Take yeah. a chill pill. You're going to the beach. It was Relax. an hour and 20 minute flight and people acted like it was, really it was bad. fight or flight. It's interesting. It's in what I said, I think is just a clashing of cultures. There were French people on the plane. Germans. There were Germans. There were a lot of Chinese. There were Thai people. There were Americans. And then there was also a clash of classes. Right. It was people who were backpacking. It was people who you could tell were doing like luxury travel. There were people who were working. There were people who were business traveling. All of the things and all of those people coming together. It was a crazy clash. We got off that flight and I looked at you, Chris. I said, did you feel that weird energy? Yeah, it was wild. It was really wild. And now here we are in paradise. And I just thought, why was there so much 
fucking tension yeah. getting to paradise. And to paradise. This island oasis. Yeah. Yeah. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot on the trip. Chris, do you have any from the last like week? Do you have any just absolutely fucking knots other than the girls from Wisconsin? I think for me, it's the fact that biggest loser Asia that I've gained almost five pounds. And all we wanted to do was come here, eat healthy, and lose weight. And we haven't been able to do it. And listen, I know the scale's a number, whatever, but it's one thing if I was weight training. When I'm weight training, I don't look at the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. I just look at how my clothes fit. Uh-huh. But right now, I'm not weight training. I'm noodle training. Yeah, and I feel like we've been in bulking season mm-hmm. for a long time. We're bulking. And winter's over. <laughs> yeah, winter is done. Yeah. I'm about to go into pilot season, which for those of y'all who don't know what pilot season yeah. is, basically where all the new shows that will come out for the next year and the year, basically, yeah. they cast old talent, well-known talent. And, but it's a really great time for new talent to like kind of yeah. get their foot in the door. I've had so many auditions and I'm like, who the fuck is going to put me on national television right now with the camera out 40 and I'm already 40 over my yeah. goal weight? What's going to happen? So you weigh 360 on camera. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I look good on Instagram video because yeah. it's a 4K phone. Yeah. But when you actually, like, I even in the movie. In HD, can you imagine being on HD on Netflix? No. Oh, oh my God. I'm in this movie called Family, and it's actually super funny and great. I'm in this one scene, and I was probably 20 pounds lighter when I shot the movie. You actually, can I tell you? Yeah. So I the last time I went to London, when I was JFK to Heathrow, I randomly saw that movie. Yeah. I hadn't seen it before. I knew you were in it. And when your scene popped up, I was like, oh my God, Heather looks great. Really? Because in your scene, I was like, you have your hair is like pulled back in that scene. Yeah. And I was just like, you look so thin. Your face looked thin. Really? Because my entire family didn't recognize me. My mom, when I took you her had to on premiere. no makeup though. I feel like you had on no makeup in that scene. No, I had but ma- your weight looked good compared to what I'm looking at right now. Okay, but actually, Chris, my mom, <laughs> when dick. when that came out, my yeah. mom didn't even know that was me. I was like, mom, that was me. She goes, that wasn't you. You were enormous. That was not that person. I look brunette and enormous. You did look brunette, but no. I mean, maybe in the moment, Heather, but right now, me looking at you, okay, thinking I know. of that image of the movie, I thought you looked great in that movie. I looked 40 pounds overweight and I was actually 30 pounds lighter. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Compared to what I'm looking at right now, you looked great in that movie. But I didn't look great in that fucking movie, Chris. I look, I appreciate the compliment, but I'm gonna I not, mean, but I'm not gonna take it because I didn't look great in that okay, movie. Okay, okay. Most Moral people, of the story is most people who yeah. saw the movie did not know it was me because I don't look like myself. What I'm trying to say on an actual like movie camera, you knew it was me. Most people are like, yeah. I didn't even know that was you because you looked so fucking different than what you look like day to day. I think it's because you had on no makeup in that scene. I wear no makeup we, on Instagram when, all the time. No, when we see you on Instagram. Whatever the case may be, I think that you always have like you've got on a good lip, like you you no, really put I'm your face raw. on. No, okay, maybe, but I feel like you always look really great. You put your face on, you look amazing. You look great when you glam up. I chipped my tooth today. <laughs> Guys, we're, Chris and I are not going to get into some dumb fucking argument about. I'm just saying, if I looked for you, pounds had heavier no makeup in that, in that movie. I actually they, had they, a full face, Chris. No, I think they specifically made you look homely, whereas you always look in a glam moment. I think we always see you as kind of glamorous with a lip Who on. Who gives a fuck with the homely or not? I looked fucking huge. You look skinnier than you look now. 
great. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, that's why I don't put I'm my so fat ass on camera. I'm we so can't. Fucked. How the <laughs> fuck am I going to get married in nine months? I don't want a single fuck. Also, absolutely not. If a single fucking person has me, you need to be nicer to yourself. Shut the fuck up. I'm allowed in this safe space yeah. to sit around and Tell LOL. Tell the truth about yourself. Yeah, who gives a shit? My pants are splitting. Oh. I thought I was going to come to Asia, drink broth. Wait, and- let's talk about it. Actually, yeah. my ass did split yes. in those salmon color pants <laughs> and we sent them out to be sewn up in our hotel. And they came back three and a half minutes later, freshly sewn. Freshly sewn. But I totally split the ass in my khaki pants. So listen, God. Uh, listen, when people are like diets don't work. Yeah, they fucking do. Yeah, they do. I just need one for the next six Strict months to get to my plan. wedding. Yeah. After my wedding, I'll let my ankles get so fucking swollen. I want to know what like, when you think about Christian Bale, how he's done movies <laughs> and his weight has fluctuated hugely. Right. Or like, what's his name? Matthew McConaughey when he did Dallas Buyers Yeah, Clubs. do you know what he did? What? He ate one apple a day. Okay. That's also what Audrey Hepburn used to do back in the day to keep her figure. she I read her biography. She said she ate one apple a day during Roman holiday to keep her figure. Okay, but can we also have the conversation that's a full-blown eating disorder? Is it? Yes. I mean, it has fiber. It has vitamin C. What else do you need? Yes, your body goes in starvation mode. Okay. But here's the thing, Chris. What's going to piss me off is men lose weight so quickly. You're going to change like one slight thing in your diet and you're going to be ripped. My ass is going to be whatever. You know what? Let's move into the positive. We're in Asia. It's you were great. in Asia. Yeah. We just thought we were not put on weight from the noodles. And we've well, been we have. indulging and living our lives. Maybe it's just a sodium bloat right now because everything is fish sauce. Everything is soy. Everything is MSG. It's not fried. It's not dairy. But it's just sodium. We have a sodium bloat. But before anybody gets like, oh, shut the fuck up, Heather. I'll just say this. My jeans got so tight at one point on this trip. I left them in Vietnam. I don't even have pants. The rest of this trip is either leggings (laughs) or one pair of shorts (laughs) from Madewell. Or just moo-moos. Or moo-moos. Slowy moo-moos. Yeah. I literally looked at Chris and I go, Chris, these jeans are so uncomfortable. I can't catch my breath. And I fucking left them in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, we left them in the trash can in the hotel. Yeah. And they were brand new jeans. In Vietnam. And they didn't fit. God damn. Okay, listen, here's the deal. We're going to move into the positive. The next time I talk to you, I'll be back in LA, back in the studio. But listen, I do feel richly blessed to be on this trip. Absolutely not to the Americans coming over here just acting like they know all the things. Everything. But absolutely yes to just experiencing new culture, to getting out there, to traveling, to having a moment. Absolutely yes to Chris and I will figure our lives out. And I'm not putting some like an absorbent amount of already unnecessary pressure on myself to look a certain way. I just want to fit in my clothes. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, at the point that I've gotten, it's going to have to be a solid 20 pounds to fit comfortably into the pants I already own. That's right. Here's how we wrap this up. Okay. I love you. I love you. Thank you for going on this trip with me. Thank you for and bringing me. And I will me. see you at the breakfast buffet tomorrow where we will eat our body weight in a deep fried noodle. And that's how that's friends keep friendship strong. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the Absolutely Not Podcast. I love you. I mean it. Chris, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I loved it. I love you. And listen, if anybody has some like secret tip and trick just I can rough it for three months yeah we can we I just to. gotta get it right yep once I get into my jeans then I'll be like okay I can chill we need a drill sergeant to yell at us every day this whole just eat a little bit more fiber doesn't fucking work because when your asshole's already as loose as both of ours are 
It doesn't work. Don't tell me to put a prebiotic or a probiotic. Absolutely not. No, I poop enough. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we feel richly blessed to be on this trip. I'm sorry we were bitching and complaining a little bit. We're sitting in Asia giggling. We've had a couple margaritas and we're living life. And I'm so glad to be able to do this with my friend. And I'm so grateful that you tuned in. Again, next week, back to the regularly scheduled program, I'm going to be bringing on some incredible guests. We have the lineup. But guess what? I couldn't get the guests to come to Asia. So I got to get back to them in LA. I'm so thrilled to uh, be picking back up on a regularly scheduled program. But in the meantime, remember, go see the world because baby, she's waiting for you. Tune in, like, click, subscribe, or just, I don't know, tell your Aunt Cheryl to follow me on Instagram. Love and light, and I'll see you back stateside here in a week. God is good. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.